Pray with me. Jesus, you are the light of the world. You are the light that shines in every darkness. So come and shine in our darkness this morning and show us your light. Give us the faith to believe in you who is the light. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever been in a very, very dark place? I can still remember very well. I probably was only seven or eight, if that, going to Mammoth Cave with my family in Kentucky. And on the tour, they lead you down into deep, deep, deep down into the very large cave system and down a path, down some stairs, and into this large room, auditorium-like, but still underground cave with benches. And you sit down on the benches, and they turn off every light. And then deep underground, there is only dark. And this is, you know, before cell phones, people didn't have light things in their pockets. There's nothing. And you sit there waving your hands, and, you know, in front of your eyes, wide open, and, and you there's nothing, total darkness. Have you ever been in a very, very dark place? Remember last summer, the solar eclipse, August 21st, 2017, the moon covered the sun, from our view, in the middle of the day, and people traveled, maybe, maybe some of you did, hundreds of miles to get within that small zone of total darkness. Here it got darker, but not really that dark, right? And people who were in the total dark zone said, boy, it was, it was eerie in the middle of the day, kind of a bit weird, uh, unsettling. But it wasn't dark for very long, was it? Right around two minutes, give or take. And why, wasn't it, why was it not dark for very long? Or why was it dark for only a short time? Because the moon didn't stay there very long. The moon moved, and then the sun came back, and there was light again, Right? Because there is one thing that makes darkness go away very quickly. What is that? Light. Yes. Have you ever been in a dark place and then experienced the light? Dark room and somebody doesn't warn you before they whoosh, turn the lights on? Ah. Or have you been in a strange place for the night, be it a hotel or a relative's house, and you, you wake up in the middle of the night and need to go to the bathroom, and you stand up and stumble around, right? You, oh, wait, I'm not at home anymore, and, and then you're like, well, there's one thing that quickly solves that, right? Turn the light switch on. You find it, ah, okay, now I know where I'm going. Or deep as a child in Mammoth Cave, not being able to see my brother or my mother on, on either side of me and, or even my hand in front of my face, but when the park ranger lit one single candle, it was amazing. Fifty more people in the room, it seemed to light everything. I think that's what the Bible's talking about when it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's what John 1, 5 says, and it's talking about Jesus. Jesus is that light that shines in the darkness. The darkness has not overcome it. So as I read, now we're going to get into uh, the first part of John 1, the first five verses. We spent Actually, I'm going to read the first ten verses. We spent some good time on this already, and we're going to do a little more because there's different words that mean a lot throughout the whole Gospel of John. I want you to count how many times light appears in these first number of verses, hold on, there, come quickly, there we go. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. 
This was last week. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Okay, how many? Seven. Yeah, seven in just the first handful of verses. I think he's trying to tell us something, important word for for reading. Yeah, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Light and darkness, but light particularly, is a very big theme in the whole Gospel of John, light and darkness. And he uses them to represent good and evil, faith in Jesus versus unbelief. So light, Jesus is the light, but also truth is light. Faith in Jesus is light. Goodness is light. Justice is right. Doing what's right is light. And it's not just in John. You all walked by the sign that says, Out of Zion God shines forth. That's from Psalm 50, where God comes, God's will comes, light shines. Then he talks about darkness as being unbelief or evil, doing evil, doing darkness, spreading darkness, sin, darkness. So I want to, at the risk of giving you too many verses at once, but I want to take you through a brief tour of John, just looking at the the word light, light and darkness. There are many times, it's like 23 times, I won't give you 23, but a number of them where it appears, and I want you to see the theme that runs through. Very cool things. So first of all, Uh, Light and darkness in John, it appears as the first one you already saw. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Talking about Jesus, the light coming in the world. Darkness tries, but but does not overcome. Next, one of the next spots, John 3, John 3, 16, famous verse, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That happens in a conversation Jesus is having with a man named Nicodemus who comes to Jesus and John says, at night. Why does John tell us that he comes at night? Yes, because he's scared to come during the day, but he's not sure about Jesus. He, he's, he doesn't quite believe or trust, so John's trying to tell us that he, Nicodemus is still in the dark about Jesus, though the light is right there. And then Jesus says a few verses later, John three nineteen, the light is coming to the world Yet people loved the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Then in John 8, Jesus just says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, John 9, he says, I am the light of the world. So Jesus saying it plainly. He also says, Jesus said, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest the darkness overtake you. Like Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. John 12, I have come into the world as light, Jesus said, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in the darkness. Now, here's interesting. Judas, who was invited into the Last Supper with Jesus, for the beginning, Jesus washes Judas' feet, but Jesus already knows he's planned to betray him. And then Jesus tells Judas, well, whatever you've decided to do, just go do it. 
And then John has these three words in English, or four words, says, and it was night. Judas leaves, and there's not just darkness outside, there's darkness in the world because he's going to try to extinguish the light. And so then darkness kind of clouds the whole rest of the story from John until Jesus rises from the dead, and it was night. The Savior was going to be killed. And you get to 18, chapter 18, Peter, remember, famously denies Jesus early in the morning, and yet why does John record this detail that others don't? He was standing next to a fire. Peter's standing next to a fire, warming himself. There's light from the fire. He's near to the light. Jesus isn't far away, yet Peter's there in the darkness denying Jesus. And then when the Marys go to the tomb, John says, while it was still dark. They didn't know Jesus was alive yet. So John tells you a lot about light and dark, dark and light, make big themes in his gospel, and yet it all summed up in, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So if we believe that Jesus is the light, it also means that we believe that darkness is real, and that's something we'd probably not like to to deal with at times. But if we do believe that Jesus is the light, we actually have to believe that there really is darkness that the light must shine into. And there are many kinds of darkness, and and even if we don't want it to be true, it's real. Darkness is real. So let's talk about, for a little while, darkness. 1.3 billion people in our world live in extreme poverty, and they exist on less than $1.25 a day. And many people die because they can't access clean water, basic medical care, or food. I don't know about you, I think it's fair to call something like that darkness. Today, there are more refugees in the world than at any other time that we know of. More that have been displaced from their homes due to uh, conflict situations and many other things. That 68.5 million, that's roughly the population of France, some in many places, particularly, certainly many in, in Syria and Sudan, And unfortunately, many of the governments responsible, failed states or violent governments, don't care. I think we can call this darkness. Or if you were to turn on the evening local news, it's often filled with two things, weather and crime. Weather, well, uh, it's winter, so it's mostly dark outside, so there literally is darkness. (laughs) And, And then crime, right? heartbreaking atrocities even in our own community. Can we call that darkness? Or even just label it even more what it is, evil, which is darkness. Now, it's, uh, it's probably easier to talk about the darkness that's out there, though, further away in the world or further outside of us. Yes, we can say, yeah, there is darkness, and, and we need a light to shine. Those are easier to say and admit, but if I'm honest with myself, There's not just darkness out there, there's also darkness in here. There's not just darkness outside of me, there's darkness inside of me, in my heart, and I need light to shine in my heart. See, there's darkness in a lot of places, and wherever there is dark places, boy, do they need the light, and my heart needs the light of Jesus to shine in it and on it too. And the first kind of darkness Jesus talks about And John is unbelief. Jesus claims to be the light and says that those who believe in him are in the light and walk in the light and trust in him and follow him and do what he commands. And yet, 
those that do not trust in him, Jesus says, are in darkness. Now, I know how narrow and closed-minded that sounds in today's world, but Jesus plainly says this, and if, if Jesus is my good shepherd and is risen from the dead and the only one I know to, to rise from the dead after cl- plainly being dead and claims to be God, boy, if those are all true, I, I will take him at his words. And if we take Jesus at his words, it means that in him is life and he will shine on me and in the world. And that's good news that I want to share with other people. And that when I harbor unbelief in places and don't trust Jesus in places, that then I have darkness there too and I need Jesus to shine. So I wonder, are you able to see your areas in your heart of unbelief or your distrust in God's promises, are you able to see those as darkness in your own heart? You see, I'm very good at looking after myself and thinking of myself first, but what about others? I'm very good at at putting myself first and thinking of others second. Am I willing to call my own selfishness darkness? Last week we talked about Jesus being the life. In him is life. And that life is the light this week of all people. In him is life, yet how often do you and I find ourselves looking for true life in so many other places than Jesus? We say, you know, if I just had this one more thing, then life will finally be good. And yet if you and I are looking for life in in something other than Jesus, he says we're wandering around in the dark. And sometimes we even want things that aren't good for us. You know God's will, you know which is God's best, and yet we're tempted by other things. Are we willing to look at our own sin and say, that's darkness? Are we willing to say that your heart and my heart can be dark places and we're capable of of acting darkly, and yet we need some light to shine on us? That's why... That verse is such good news. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness wherever the darkness is, and the darkness will not overcome it. Jesus, the the word from the beginning, king of all, becoming a baby for you and for me, that is God coming to shine light in your darkness and in my darkness. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness of your heart and of my heart, and yes, of the whole world. Jesus is the light that shows up and the darkness dispels, runs away. You see, when Jesus was born, literally a light shined. The angels appear and the the shepherds hide their eyes, and then a star shines that the magi follow to him. But also when Jesus In his ministry, touched people with diseases, light shined on them. When Jesus loved unlovable prostitutes and tax collectors, light shined on them. When Jesus taught God's truth, light shined. Jesus, the light of the world, who lived for you, died for you, rose for you, defeated death for you, forgives all of the sinful darkness in your heart and my heart, shines that light on you. And even when the darkness looks pretty dark in my heart and when you look out into the world and evil can look pretty big, it's still true that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. But you see, there was a day when it really did seem like darkness had overcome the light. There really was that day. Now, there, there might be those days in your own life where it seems like darkness might overcome, but there really was that day. 
When Jesus was killed, murdered by crucifixion, it was a very dark day. Dark from, as John tells us, when Judas left the Last Supper to betray him. Darkness for three hours while he hung on the cross. That was a dark day on Friday. Yet on Sunday morning, Jesus rises from the dead. The light shines again. You see, John writes, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. One person I read on this said that this verse is probably John's first foreshadowing of Good Friday and Easter. And I love that. Here we are in the very first few verses, and he says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. That's Good Friday and Easter. There is darkness trying to put out the light, and yet it cannot. It looked bleak, it looked dark, and yet Jesus rose and is alive. The light has shined on you. The light of Jesus shines in the darkness of crucifixion, which does not overcome because the resurrection is real. The light has shined on you. All your sin is forgiven. You have true life, eternal life in the future, and and true life now. The light of Jesus has shined on you. And yet, if I'm still honest with myself, yes, I believe the light shines in our hearts, and yet there are still places in our heart that at times are dark, aren't they? There are still places where you struggle and, and you say, well, what do I do? What do we do? Well, here's maybe a simplistic answer. You know what to do to the dark places in your heart? You go to the basement and pull the string, right? You turn turn the light on. If you're in a dark room and you can't see, you turn the light on. If you're struggling with with some temptation or sin or darkness, you invite Jesus there, which is turning the light on, saying, Jesus, I'm dark here. Will you come and shine your light in my heart? Come be the light in this dark place in my life. See, turning the light on means inviting Jesus to all of those difficult and dark places in which you're struggling. If Christmas season is hard for you, invite Jesus to shine light on that dark spot. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then all the darkness in our world and our community, invite Jesus there too. Or better yet, reflect His light to people in pain, people in need, hungry, homeless, refugees, hurting, those who don't yet know Jesus. It is true, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen.